Trader, Trade Trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Nuggets News Podcast. This episode is taken from one of my YouTube videos where I occasionally may refer to something on screen. So if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to check out the corresponding YouTube video. Cheers. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nuggets News. And here we are today with our mate Trader Cobb. How are you going, Trader Cobb? Yeah, good, good day, guys. Hope you're all well. So today we wanted to have a bit of a chat about what's going on with the markets and what sort of traders, investors, and market participants push these markets around. So do you want to touch on that, Cobb? You've probably got more experience in those traditional markets than myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's... It comes down to the age-old, uh, I mean, some call it a battle. I don't think it's a battle at all. But you've got your old school, your long-term investors, and you've got your traders. They're, they're two separate people, two separate groups of people. And if they're often one and the same, like me, I invest and I trade, they need to have their own way of thinking. So when I'm investing, for example, I, I just uh, did some you know, buying of XYZ, threw it onto the trees up. That's investing. I saw some good prices. I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do this. Bang, 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 bang. Now I don't care if uh, if the if the short term momentum is bearish because I am a long term believer fundamentally in these particular projects. So for me, that's the investing side of it. The trading side of it, on the other hand, though, is you know something like a great example is Kenya. Uh, Kenya yesterday at one stage was up about 100. percent Of course, I think it was the coin spot listing that uh, that pumped that which was fantastic. And people look at that and sort of go, well, hang on, it went, poof. And they sort of freak on that and get worried about that. Now, I think where the confusion comes in, where the um, I don't know, frustration or any, any emotional response comes in is just because if you don't go into it with a specific plan, you can open up your realm of possibility to other things. And, and, and that's not positive. That's not good. So for me, Kenya, I, I bought some Kenya uh, very recently, so I'm pretty happy. Um, but what you know, I looked at that. I, I have a plan for that. I know exactly what I'm doing for that. And yesterday, you know, when I flicked across and had a look, I'm like, "Holy Jesus, that, that that's gone really well." I didn't have any desire to sell any at all because I know why I've bought that token. It's not for a trade; it's an investment. So again, it's, it's the two schools of thought. It's about having a plan. Um, investors uh, will ride those bumps and grinds out, whereas traders will be in and out. And that's why you see traders in, traders out. That's what you see in the chart, especially small caps. The other thing I want to talk about, and that's probably a good example. So Kenya is a pretty um, tiny little project on a global scale. I don't think many people are are aware of it. And when it traded down to as low as like forty or fifty cents. Now, the volume that takes place in these tiny sort of, well, you know, it would be a penny stock in the traditional world um, is probably a good way to describe it. Now, the volume that takes place is so small when, and there's not really anything happening. So in many ways, it's not really a true representation of maybe the current value because so few shares or coins have traded hands. Now, a lot of time, the last large volume on that coin was around a dollar and what we saw yesterday was as soon as it had that good announcement it's listed on one of the biggest australian exchanges it jumps back to where a lot of that other volume took place and it's kind of like the market forgets about it that trickles down on low volume it shoots up and as you say then we have a certain percentage of people that were short-term traders they take their profit 
Now, there's a few other things to talk about. Those holders have their coins on their hardware wallet, so that's off-market, and that's very different to those buy and sell orders we see on different, you know, Bitfinex or, or um, you know, order books on other exchanges, and we need to take all that into account when we're thinking about who we're trading against and what's happening on those charts when we see all those squiggles and those candles go up and down. Mm. I mean, a, a prime example of what you just said, mate, is, um, you know, I actually bought my Kenya yesterday morning, and my order it wasn't it wasn't a massive order uh, it wasn't a massive massive order, but it still took two hours to fill. And there's positives and negatives to that. Um, the negatives are that when people are holding on the wallet and there's deals going on, if if, if the traders or the market wants to sell a little bit, you know, maybe they want to sell a thousand Kenya tokens. At, we're just using Kenya as the example because that's what we're talking about. Then there might not be anybody to sell them for a little while, so they'll creep their price down to get what they want. And that just is a slow bleed is what it does. Now, the flip side of that, and here's where the, the upside, the benefit, the potential of uh, you know, very large gains lies, is that, as you quite rightly said, the off-market uh, stored tokens for investors, they're not in the market. So when, people, when, an, when an announcement comes out, like it did yesterday, um, we see people scrambling to buy the tokens, but there are not enough at the price level. So if I wanted to buy 20,000 tokens yesterday uh, at one specific price, that's why it took quite a while to get filled because people had to come to me and offer to me uh, at that, you know, let's just use 20,000 as an example, but at that level they had to give it to me and that's why it took a long time. Whereas if people are buying, the FOMO kicks in, people want it now, they have to take what's there and they, they, they snap up the ladder and up and up and up and up and up and low volume means big movement very quickly. And I was about to ask, if you think Kenya represents a good price, as I said, you think fair value is closer to a dollar or higher and you see it sitting there at 40 cents, a lot of people, and I know when I start off, you will, you, you'll buy, you want to buy now, you don't want to sit that order there and hope that it gets filled because the fear that it takes back off to what you think it's worth. Would you buy 10 or 20% to make sure you've got your foot in the door and then wait for your order to get filled? Or are you happy to, to let it all sit there or what would be your process? Well, the process as far as I go for entry is um, I'll have my wedge order so that can get chipped away at. Um, so let, let, let's say I've got five Bitcoins that I want to buy. I'll go into the market and I'll put my four Bitcoin order in yep. at a specific level, right? And then what I'll do is I'll go, right, I'll take the fifth Bitcoin and I'll go, I'll have that, 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 that. So I'll get a number of different fills around, you know, a, a, like a shotgun shot. It's not, it's not direct. It's around like this, right? Um, then I'll leave my bigger order there. It means that I've got what I need. But I've got exposure. And I, sure, I didn't get the exact fill I wanted, but I've got some now. And then I'll let them just chew away at it. Now, I'll come back and I'll keep it like I've, I've got a ton of screens here. I'll have that order sitting on one screen. I'll just, you know, glimpse across it, glimpse across it, glimpse across it, and just see, is there anything being taken out? Who's who's running in front of me? What's the order book looking like? And I'll, I'll based on how that order book looks, if, if the price is moving up and my order's down here and there's some fairly chunky orders in front of it, then I might nudge that up or I might go and take out a few others and start to build in. It's, I'll look to, I'd love to get, you know, one size fits all filled like I can with Ethereum, Bitcoin, that sort of thing, because I just go in and you know, if I want to buy five Bitcoins of Ethereum, I can. Bam, done. Uh, I can't do that on the smaller cap. So there is a little bit more um, portfolio management that comes into that and scaling into a position 
is definitely something I do. And one thing that I like to do as well is have, especially on those smaller coins, or not even small, even mid-cap coins, if I want to buy more of something, have an order that's sitting 10 or 20% below market mm. because we've seen on a number of occasions this year these flash crashes. And that's another type of market participant or you know ingredient that moves that market is positions that get liquidated. And that dramatically pushes that order book down. If you're patiently sitting there with an order that's not on margin or anything, I always talk about making sure you've got some powder on the sidelines to buy more coins. If you've just got that order patiently sitting there, you wake up, oh wow, the market crashed 20% last night. It was only down there for 10 seconds, but my little order got filled of coin A, B or, or C. So that's another thing just to think about as well. And on a longer term perspective, maybe that they're happy, you're happy to buy those as a trader and an investor, or you might have a trade that gets picked up that you wake up the next morning that's 10 or 20% in the profit as a short-term trade. So it presents opportunities for traders and investors. These markets are young as we keep talking about. Volatility, make it your friend. Don't make it your enemy and, mm -hmm. and you be the person that had a margin position that was 10% away from getting liquidated and you're the person that got liquidated and handed those shares to someone else. Yeah, and it, you're absolutely right, mate. And, and, and the, the thing that I think is really, really important is to know that there's two hats, yeah? One hat, I'm a trader. So I think as a trader, I do as a trader does. I look for trader results and I'm in and I'm out. Then the other hat is I'm an investor. So I'm investing longer term projects. I'm, I'm investing for different reasons. I'm looking for different moves. I'm looking at different timeframes. And as long as you don't, like a lot of people would say, oh, you know, my trades become an investor. And that's the absolute depiction of failure. <laughs> You, you don't want that. A trade is a trade. You're either in, you're looking for a profit, or you're out because you made a loss. If a trade becomes an investment, that's the best example of not being clear-headed in your thinking and not executing flawlessly. You're one or the other. You're not both. Now, mate, do you want to take a look at the current chart? So as we speak, it's selling off again and making new lows. Um, I might just bring up maybe an hourly or so, but... What we were looking at the other day, myself and yourself, was those longer term, the final sort of downtrend line on the daily chart, the four-hour chart. We've hit that, we've pulled back, and I am using this as an opportunity to layer into some longer term swing trades because I don't believe that we're going to make new lows. So what are you seeing on the on the charts, mate? Um, literally, as we speak, I mean, I, I've just put out a bunch of content to the members and everything, and... Um, the basis of that was if if price was to if Bitcoin, I'm not Bitcoin obviously, if price was to break down through yesterday's low, which it has done now, um, there's really not a lot of so the levels are ten. Sorry, the levels are ten thousand. That's our one level of support. We're below that now, right? Yeah. The other levels, so there's one. There was one support there. Although we are in an uptrend on the daily, there is one level of support ten thousand. There's not a great deal of support anywhere else to the downside at the moment. Yeah. The upside, there was, there's a resistance at 11.7, which is when I sort of said, you know, don't be surprised to see some selling coming in, and that's what we're seeing at the moment. And then there's 12.7 above it. So I think we're going to struggle. Uh, today it looks likely because there is some momentum to downside. The four hours pulled in crypto cradle broken down. That also four, or two, sorry, two hour did that. Um, the, the trend is now on the lower to mid timeframes, two to hour, four hour. I think that eight hour is starting to roll over as well. It's starting to come in the downtrend. The daily is still in an uptrend, but we are below 10,000. So my, what I'm saying to all the, all the, all my um, clients or whatever you want to call them, my, the people that I work with and teach is be prepared 
for a bit of uh, a bit of red, a bit more red, and look for good suitable trades for the short side. And that's not just on Bitcoin. There's you know we, we had a good trade on uh, as of three days ago. I think it was Status, um, but that like finding opportunities where you are there's a really great trade as a short. It doesn't need to be Bitcoin. It can be across the market, and that can give you a hedge. Um, it's just about understanding there's probably some more red coming. Do you have any thoughts about, I believe, third Friday of the month is Bitcoin futures expiration as well. Um, this Friday sort of, oh, the futures are expiring. We've spoken before about the volume so low it shouldn't matter, but it's becoming this self-fulfilling prophecy where people are scared and maybe not buying Bitcoin when they otherwise would have because they, they think the futures and Friday is going to be messy. And to be honest, I agree with you. I think tonight we probably are going to go a bit lower because everyone's worried about these futures and i think we've had too many people put on big margin positions thinking that the chinese and koreans are going to come back in force you know sort of around this date but it might not happen for another week or two and again we talk about the market being a mechanism transferring wealth from the you know the impatient to the patient and if you've gone too big and over leverage yourself you can get in trouble because the markets can go anywhere in the short term I'm trying to be sensible with my position trade and add to these positions as a longer-term swing trade because I think this represents another buying opportunity. I, I agree with you, mate. Um, and the it's a little bit hocus-pocusy in my view, um, and, and let me explain why. Yes, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but that's what hocus-pocus is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's hocus-pocus. If, if everyone says, "Oh, that's going to third week, third Friday, get ready to sell," then then people will sell. When that institutional money comes in. This hocus-pocus disappears. It becomes less of an issue. Uh, it is an issue now. When I look at the charts now, do I think that that plays into it? I can't say no. I can't disagree with it because, you know, enough people doing the same thing will move the market. But I look at the charts and I see that we hit very clear, very strong resistance. That's, you know, we needed a pullout. I mean, we went from, we basically doubled Bitcoin in the space of, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. And we're getting a pullback now. That's normal. That's natural. That's exactly that's yeah. this market. That's how it goes. It's, it's no big deal. And like you said, the opportunity lies there with with um, with smart people, smart hands, uh, and people that can think for themselves, not just follow the crowd. Because the crowd's going to follow here, and they're going to sell their Bitcoin, and they're going to think, you know, third Friday, so they sell their Bitcoin. And you know what? They might actually get out into cash, and they go, hey, that's good, and Bitcoin falls a thousand bucks, and then it goes back up again mm. after this silly thing happens. And then they buy it in higher. So have they feel good short term. They get the shot in the arm, the adrenaline. They go, yes, I did the right thing. But in three days, we're higher. Well, I'm just This is hypothetical speaking, but giving an example, three days we're higher than where they sold out, and they're actually down. Yep. So, so, I mean, like, as you said, we're up a 1,000%, I wish. We're up 100% from those lows in two weeks. Yep. Now we've pulled back about 20%. It's been gradual. It hasn't been on huge volume. It hasn't been no. sharp. This is a healthy correction and consolidation don't put yourself, your account, your your hard-earned crypto, don't put that in the position to get wrecked, as they call it. So that's probably my advice, mate. Any final words? No, I mean, I think we've kind of covered that. Um, just, yeah, don't. If, if, ever you, if ever you feel, if ever you have emotion, if ever you're panicked, best thing you do is generally to walk away because this market is pretty crazy. I think we've got a long-term future here and panic doesn't, like think about when you make your best decisions. Is it ever when you're panicked? And the answer is no. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting with us today, TraderCop. Talk no worries, guys. Hope you're all well. Talk to you again soon, guys. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Nuggets News Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe, share this around, and let me know what you think by leaving a review. Cheers. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters.